the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Hello and welcome to SL Today. I'm glad you made it and I trust that we're going to have a great time together with God. God richly bless you. Let's pray. Spirit of God, we thank you. What a week it's been. Thank you for your mercies, your love that we have experienced. Thank you for this time of fellowship in your word. The Bible says, we all beholding us in a glass. Your word, we are changed from glory to glory. Change us, equip us, empower us. And help us to live the life of ordained for us in Christ, a life of all around excellence. We give you praise, we give you glory, that I have all trials to teach your word and your people have grace to receive and apply your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. God richly bless you. Once again, go ahead, share the link and let your friends and family be blessed and enriched by the ministry of God's word. Well, we've been on a series that we have broadly captioned, A Better Me. A better me. Everybody wants to be better every day of our lives. We want to be better. We want to be more spiritual. You have a relationship with God. You want to have a richer relationship with God. You want to have a richer relationship with your families and people who are connected to you. You want to do well financially. If you're a professional, you want to go higher in your profession. You want to excel in your profession. And these are things that are good. God wants the same for you. God is a good God and he wants good things for us. And one of them is for us to be better. The book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 tells us, it says the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more unto a perfect day. So as a righteous man, God wants you to keep shining and shining and shining. Isaiah says, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The Bible says, we are the city on the hill that cannot be hidden. We are ordained to shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work. So you have a shining destiny in Christ. Someone should be excited about that. You have a shining destiny in Christ. And you must understand that you have a responsibility as far as that shining destiny is concerned. If you walk in the reality of the same, you will not just be a daydreamer. You will not just be desiring and confessing that which is yours in Christ. But you also are supposed to partner with God, agree with God, come in to accept your own part of a deal so you can live out God's perfect plan and program for your life. And that's the reason for Excel service. We believe that God has a great plan for your life. It's a plan of success. It's a plan of excellence. It's a plan of productivity. It's a plan of impactful living. 
And our responsibility here, myself and the crew I work with, is to equip you through the ministry of the Word of God with wisdom and with biblical strategic keys that can help you to fulfill that destiny. That is why we are doing this series, A Better Me, because we believe that you want a better version of yourself. You don't want to be the same way you were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, even a month ago. Even the way you were yesterday, I'm sure today you want to have an improvement on that. And that's why we are running this series. And our text has been Proverbs 4, 18, and then 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18. The Bible says, we all with open face, the King James says, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, from glory to glory. I see you move from glory to glory. Your life is moving from glory to glory. You are getting better and better, spiritually better, financially better, relationally better, mentally better, health-wise better. May you be better in every area of your life in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So we ask the question, what can you do to become a better version of yourself? And then we answer by saying that the first thing we need to do if you are going to become, you are going to have a better me or you will become a better version of yourself is to capture a vision to be better. That's where the teaching started from. Capture a vision to be better because where there is no vision, the people perish. And then we also said that couple with the vision, we need to form strong habits. Many people have great dreams, great habits, and great visions, and great ambitions. But one of the things that denies them the ability to see their dream come to pass or see their vision realized is because they don't have the strong habit required to back it. A dream by itself can never fulfill itself. But when a dream is backed by strong habits, productive, profitable habit, you can be sure that dream will never be too big for you to attain. And that's why we followed it up by teaching on form better habit. And we define habit. We said that habit is something we do repeatedly. A wise man said that what we become ultimately, what we become ultimately is a product of what we do consistently. It's the sum total of what we do consistently. What we become ultimately is not accident. It's not a wish. It's not a product of luck. It is a product of what we do, the sum total of what we do consistently. And that's the power of habit. Habit is doing something consistently so that it's almost become a second nature. So we talked about that. And we said that human beings exist in three forms according to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 3. This is what scripture says. In the New Living Translation, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see that he said, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ sanctify you through and through. Then he goes a step further to tell you the various components of you that require sanctification. He says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Spirit, soul, and body. And that tells you that as a human being, you exist on that three forms. We are essentially spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in a body. 
Just three in one, just like God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we said that if you are going to form better habits, we need to target habits in all these three areas. We need to start with our spirit. We need to focus on our soul, and then we can extend it to our body. Wherever our spirit and our soul goes, the body ultimately goes. So it's important that we develop these vital, critical habits. So we started by looking at spiritual habits. We looked at the example of Christ, and we looked at the example of Daniel. Men like uh, David were men who had habits. Habit, habit. David had a habit of praising God every day, and that's a great habit to have, you know. So we looked at some of such habits. About 10 habits that are critical if you are going to live a healthy spiritual life. And those are the things I think we, I took some time to explore. Today in part 7, we want to continue by looking at habits that are critical and essential for a healthy soul and body. A healthy soul and body. This is very important. Your spirit is great. But you must understand that your spirit, you can't enjoy the dividends of your spirit without a healthy soul. You can't enjoy the dividends of your spirit without a healthy soul. And your body can also not benefit from the rich deposits in your spirit without a healthy soul. So it's important that we make sure that our body is healthy and our spirit is also healthy because, you know, your body, your, your spirit is perfect and it's clean, but your body needs, a, your spirit needs a container. The house of your spirit is your body. That's why God gave you this body. The Bible said God made man from the dust of the ground and breathed into him. God breathed his spirit into man and then the body that was formed from the earth became a living soul. So it's important that we look beyond. Uh, we, we don't just focus on our spirit. We also need to attend to the needs of our soul and that of our bodies. And that is what this aspect of the teaching on habit is going to focus on. What I'll be sharing is such that if you are able to embrace it, it's going to affect you in three ways. It's going to affect your personal productivity and success. These habits I'm going to be sharing will affect your personal productivity and success. It also affect your relational health because a lot of us are unhealthy relationally. Our relationships are not healthy. Our relationship with our spouse, our relationship with our children, our relationship with our friends, and these are habits when embraced will also help you to build a healthy relationships. You know, one of the important things, requirement for uh, emotional well-being and all-around well-being is to have healthy relationships around you. When you have healthy relationships around you, it can affect your health. It can affect many parts of your life. Even your finances can be affected by positive relationships around you. So we'll be focusing on that aspect as well. And I think I am most likely to also focus on financial health separately because that is also a, a, a very common area of challenge. Okay, so we'll be exploring these habits. And the first of it, the first habit that will help you to have a healthy soul and body and to be able to fulfill your dreams and goals in life is the habit of learning. The habit of learning. That is the foremost habit. This is a habit that is common to all successful people. If you meet anybody who has succeeded in anything, excel and has become outstanding and is attaining their dreams and enjoying their lives, 
one major feature you see about their lives is that they are learners. Life is a school of learning. And those who learn well are those who stand out in life. If you are not a great learner in life, you will not be able to achieve much with your life. If you must attain God's dreams, God's best for your life, you must be a learner. It's interesting that when God gave assignment to Joshua to lead the children of Israel to Canaan, and just like all of us, all of us have been given assignment here on earth. Mind you, we are ambassadors. All Christians, every child of God is an ambassador. So we are representing our home country. There's an assignment. Our home country, heaven, would have us execute here on earth. And God also put you here, everybody, even if you are not saved, God has an assignment for your life. He's giving you giftings and abilities that you can use to meet the needs of humanity and, uh, and by so doing also meet your own needs. So we have assignments to perform. And for us to do those assignments well, we need to learn and learn and learn and learn. So God tells Joshua, Joshua, I have an assignment for you to do. You are taking my people from the promised land, uh, from the wilderness. You're taking them into the promised land. And Joshua, if you are going to do that very well, the first thing I need to tell you is that you need to be a learner. So you know what God did? God didn't give Joshua capital. He didn't hire armies for him. He handed him a book. A book. If you must succeed in life, be careful what you do with books. That is, be careful what you do with knowledge. Be careful what you do with learning. This is what the Bible says. He said, this book of a law shall not depart from your eyes. A lot of people blame our parents and we didn't succeed. All kinds of things. But listen, there's a certain age when you get into You have to accept responsibility for your life. Joshua was not given capital. He was given a book. And that book, what he did with the book, ultimately made him a great success. Was he able to bring them into Cana? Yes, he did. He himself made it. And the generation that obeyed the instructions he gave, all of them made it. The only ones who couldn't make it in his generation, Joshua and Caleb made it. The younger generation, 20 years and under, made it. Those who were 20 years and above, because they were not willing to cooperate with Joshua and obey the instructions Joshua himself was committed to obeying. They couldn't make it. That's why it's important. Even if you look at life in general, you realize that generally people who go to school and give themselves to learning, they end up becoming superstars. They end up doing well in life. I mean, people do Everything, everything you do, whether you go to school or whatever you are doing, you have to learn to excel in it. I mean, one time I was watching uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, the number of kicks he makes a day. When I was looking at I was so fascinated by his commitment to learning. This is not a scholarly work. This is sports. But he could not excel and become outstanding without being a committed learner. So he learns how to shoot from different angles, goes through routine exercises every now and then. That's what it takes. Nobody excels and becomes outstanding in life without being committed to learning. Please and please understand what I'm saying and embrace it with all humility. God has a glorious destiny for your life, but you won't work in it if you are lazy at learning. You shouldn't be. Joshua 1.8, he says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only 
then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Only then. It's only when you give yourself to learning that God says you are guaranteed success. You will succeed. You will excel. You will be outstanding in all your ways in Jesus' matchless name. Amen and amen. So we are talking about soul health and body health. We are talking about body success, soul success. The Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. Having taken time, looked at spiritual health. We are also focusing on your physical and your emotional and mental health. And Proverbs chapter 19 tells us, he said also that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. You know, just as food, whether it's rice, fufu, uh, whatever food you like, salads, whatever it is that is your choicest food, just as such foods nourish your body, even so, knowledge nourishes your soul. The Bible says that your soul be famished of knowledge is not good. And there are many of us who are going through life and our soul is famished with knowledge. We are in a marriage, but our soul is famished because we are not properly taught. We don't know what God's word has to say about knowledge and we are not committed to working with that. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 18, 15, he says, intelligent people are always ready to learn. Oh, I like this. Their ears are open for knowledge. I like it. Sometimes we are tempted to think that intelligent people are just born intelligent. Of course, there are people who are born and they have high IQ. That's true. But by and large, a lot of people who necessarily may not have a high IQ, but have a positive attitude to learning, can rise up to become uncommon, intelligent, and wise people in life. So, just as all of us may not be born with high IQ, I mean, if you go through life, you realize that not many people are born with high IQ. But almost everybody can learn to do something well and become excellent in what we do. And this is why I'm challenging you today. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Are you ready to learn? Are you ready to learn? You can be an artisan. Artisan. You go to the shop and you are understanding your boss and you are not paying attention. When they give instruction, you frown your face. When you are sent on errands, you are complaining. Are you ready to learn? Some people go to class and they go to class, they won't pay attention. The lecturer is talking, they are on WhatsApp, typing and sending messages, useless messages to people who have no interest in their future. <laughs> are you ready to learn? People come to church. And sometimes I'm amazed how people can come to church, walk from their home, come to church, knowing that they are coming to receive God's word, fellowship with the saints and receive God's word. And they just come. No pen, no people. They just come and sit down as if they are attending a concert. It's amazing. Many people are where they are because they are unwilling to learn. And I want to challenge you. Be a learner. Make a commitment that this year you will learn. And when I talk about learning, the avenues of learning, I'm talking about learning in a formal way and learning in an informal way. There are various avenues of learning. One, the commonest form of learning is schooling. That is formal. Schooling, schooling, schooling. In the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 13, Acts chapter 4 verse 13, the New International Version. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They saw the boldness. When you go to school up to a certain point, 
And that is not to make anybody feel uncomfortable. There are things that usually uh, you acquire. There are things you acquire just by being in school. That's why school is important. And I encourage you, if you're a parent, endeavor to take your children to the best of schools. Give them the education you could not afford for yourself so that they can stand in a place uh, at a certain age that you couldn't stand when you were at that age. It's very important. He looked at them and they were on school. They saw their boldness, their courage. And they, these were things that were supposed to be associated with schooling. When you go to school, there's a certain confidence and boldness. Interacting with people, standing, working in groups, and standing and giving instructions and all of that. It, it fills your life with certain disciplines that equips you and empowers you for success. It's very important. So schooling is great. But he says these guys were not scholarly. They had not gone to school. The King James says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and trained men, they marveled. They marveled. They were untrained. They were uneducated. That is a basic form. And sometimes we grow up and we have been robbed that opportunity. Our parents didn't see value in it, so probably you didn't get to go to school. But thank God that in our era, we have a lot of options. Adult education, you can pick up uh, language lessons. I mean, you don't necessarily need to go to school from class one up, but you can still learn. There's adult education, various options. Learn to teach yourself what people could not teach you, what you couldn't get in your childhood because you didn't have the funds. Now that you have the funds, don't rob yourself. Learn to learn. So that's where it starts from, schooling. And then, of course, reading, 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 reading. Till I come, that's what the Bible says. He said, till I come, give attention to reading. Reading, reading, reading. Give attention to reading. Read, 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 read. It said that readers are leaders. And leaders are readers. If you want to become a leader in your field, be it a legal field, be it a medical field, be it the field of church work, be it the field of business, make sure that you are a committed reader. Read, 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 read journals. Subscribe to international uh, magazines and read the findings, the latest findings in medicine, the latest finding in eye care, the latest findings in legal practice, the latest finding. You have to uh, stay abreast with the times. You can afford not to know. Read, 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 read. You can read books. You can read online materials, but be a reader. I know that this is a very watching generation. We like to be on Facebook, watch YouTube videos and all of those things. It's great. But I tell you, having read many and still reading, I've realized that no matter how many videos I watch, the impact of one book, the time, the discipline of sitting down and reading, the impact it makes on your mind, makes your mind far richer than any amount of a number of videos you can watch. I, that's my personal experience. So please read. Make time to read this year. This year, commit yourself. Have a schedule to read. Don't let a day pass without reading. You can read a few chapters or just uh, one page and just reflect on the lines you have read. It will help you. Your mind will stay healthy. You will be more articulate. And then you will be, you'll be able to judge issues better. Very important. And then, of course, so reading is also formal. And then observation. I like this. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30 to 34. I walk by the field of a lazy man, the vineyard of one with no common sense. 
I saw that it was overgrown with nettles. It was covered with weeds, and its walls were broken down. Then, as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson. Look at that. I look, I went by the field. So, he took an excursion. Solomon took an excursion and was just walking around. And while he was walking around, you, you may think that he was just lazing about. But that was not Solomon. Solomon was just looking at things. And as he was looking at things, he was learning. He looked at trees, he learned from them. He looked at animals, he learned from them. So if you look at Proverbs, he talks about a lion, he talks about a snake, he talks about trees, he talks about ants, he talks about all kinds of things because Solomon was committed to learning. And one of the things that made Solomon so wise was because he used his eyes to learn. He observed. And you see, just as you may not have the opportunity to go to school, you can't tell me that you don't have the opportunity to see things. There are places you go, there are people you meet. You see things. Please spend time to observe, ask questions, and then learn from the things you see. He said, I observe, and I learned this lesson. What was the lesson? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a pundit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. This is Solomon. His conclusion is that when he looked at all the field of the lazy man, he came with one conclusion, that laziness will bring poverty. So Solomon said, after all that I observed, I realized that poverty is not just a curse. Poverty is not witches fighting your business. Poverty is a product of a process. It's a product of a process. When you follow a certain process, a process of being lazy, a process of sleeping too much, a process of not being willing to do more, you end up with the product called poverty. I pray you will not end this year with poverty. Anywhere you find yourself, no matter how low you are financially, may the grace of God come upon you and may you accept responsibility and be a learner. And as you commit yourself to learning by either going to school, reading and observing, May you come to a place where your glorious destiny in Christ is fully manifested. You are blessed. God richly bless you for being here today. I trust that it was a great time with you. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No, no.